When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One and up oh, wrong button, and we are recording uh, a tale of two toms, uh, both both injured, and perhaps with our powers combined, we'll have the uh, the capacity, the mental capacity of of one tom. But uh, <laughs> Mr. Long- Longo, please uh, introduce yourself for all the new listeners. Sure, Tommy. I'm uh, my name's Tom Luongo. I'm the proprietor and well. Uh, you know, publisher of Gold Goats and Guns, which is both a podcast and a newsletter and a blog and many other things. And Gold Goats and Guns is the thing that I that I do that uh, tries to make sense of this insane um, world. And you know, that's what I do. Yeah, that's where we are. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for anybody watching, I'm wearing these <laughs> stupid sunglasses because I was concussed last week. I hate how they look, and that's the only reason I bring it up is because I look like a I look like a douchebag with them more so than normal. Um, <laughs> You're thug life classes, dude. Just hey man, it, it, it's thug life, brain damage. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> thug life, we Todd. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man. In terms of trying to make sense of everything, uh, is there any sense to be made? Is 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 there really anything but to do, but I guess acquire gold, livestock and ammunition and go hide in the hills. It's, it's a good, it's a good start. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, but at the same time, you also need to have people around you. You, need to, you can't do it all by yourself. Uh-huh. Um, the, 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 really the theme here going forward from here, we were, we're kind of out of the prep phase, right? We're out of that. You know, for five years now, I've been trying to tell people that, you got to get emotionally and mentally and as you know economically prepared as possible to deal with what could be a very very trying period and shaping up that's going to be a very trying period and i think we're you know i think about today and i think about where we are and i was thinking about you know what we were going to talk about today before i sat down to you know in front of the microphone like have we reached that moment where now the prep is over because I can feel it this morning. I was telling my wife before we, we started recording. I'm like, I'm having a real hard time this morning. I got off, off off the wrong side of the couch. And I was just like, you know, I'm I'm at the point now where I feel like I'm bipolar. Like one day I think we're going to get out of this. And they're desperate. And the, these all of these terrible dogs, oligarchs are t- desperate. And they're, they're just lashing out in every direction. And then the next day I look and I see them, you know, assiduously putting pieces in place to kill hundreds of millions of people. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I, I don't. I don't like being tossed in a yeah. tempest, an emotional tempest back and forth that way. And even though you've spent, I mean, me personally, I've spent maybe what the last 15, 18 years getting prepared for this. Now that you're in it, it's still really difficult to process. And you can see the toll that it's taking on everyone around you um, every day. So that includes myself. And you know, I'm not surprised that I, I finally succumbed to COVID the first time I like ventured out of the house and into the, into public and, you know, for two days and, you know, fell apart. Why? Because, you know, like as there comes a point where all of your coping mechanisms become inadequate mm-hmm. and, um, and, uh, you're just faced with the, the reality of all this. So all I can tell everybody is 
I think we're out of the prep phase and we're now in it and yeah. the toll is going to take, be taken on us. And, you know, now it's an endurance. Um, now it's just a, a matter of endurance. And can you get through this? And, uh, and you're not going to get through it without other people. Yeah. And you're not going to get through it without communicating with other people and building as many bonds as possible and the rest of it. So yeah. I think that's all very important. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you in terms of that sort of like bipolar nature. I mean, some days it's like, some days it's like, oh, they are, like you said, they're just moving the chess pieces around and you can right. see it all falling apart. And then other days I, you know, I see so many people more aware and awake and discussing this stuff than I ever have in before in my short life. I'm 31. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is like, you know, this is going to be the comeback story. This is the, this is the mighty ducks. This is a, you know, now comes the good part, right? You got to right. have the shitty middle part of the movie. I'm not, I'm still not entirely sure. I've never, I've been so surprised before in my life that for me, it's like a personal thing that I'm like, you never have it figured out. Like me personally, Tommy, I'm like, no matter what it is, like you, every time you've thought you've had it figured out for better or worse, mm -hmm. I've never been correct. So that's kind of where I am. I, I don't, I don't quite know. Right. And yeah. I, yeah, well, I, I don't, I'll be honest with you, Tom, the, uh, I have, at many times in the past felt like I had it figured out. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I, you know, I don't, I'm not going to sit here, bust my hand, pat myself on the back or anything, but you know, you get to a point where which you see through, you know, the, the veil, right. Once you yeah. can see the code that they're operating under and now you can watch the code and it's like the matrix metaphor is brilliant, but it really is. They have a code, you know, they have a script that they run. And once you can see the code, then you can, you know, you can react in real time to it and you can try and explain what the code is to people. But even then, I can see the code. I can say no. I can do all that. I can make the bullets fall. I can do all that stuff and it doesn't matter. One gets through every once in a while. Yeah. And there's still plenty of people, you know, being who aren't ready to take that moment and go, yeah, I, I'm willing to see the code for what it is and then stand next to you and go, okay, yeah, let's, 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 let's do this. Let's, let's stay, let's say no to these people. Um, I don't know that it's not going to still just be an overwhelming, you know, an overwhelming situation. And um, the normalcy bias is a very terrible thing. And, you know, I, I know in this space, like, like we like to deride normies, like, well, the truth of the matter is they're normies for a reason. They've got a normalcy bias. They don't want to see that code because that there's two, there's two things involved in that. And I don't blame people for feeling this way. Don't, don't, don't take this as any kind of judgment, which is one, um, you know, they don't want to believe that the yeah. world is as evil as, and as horrible as it actually is. That's one, because then two, that implies if they, they see themselves as good people who want to fight injustice and fight wrongs and do the right thing and be on the right side of, of the moral argument, that, that implies that they have to do something about it. They have, it implies action, it implies some kind of, of, um, of responsibility on their part if they see themselves as a good person. So if they don't want to take, if that is overwhelming and that's scary, well, then they're just going to reject the seeing of the code in the first place. And then that, that dynamic is what you're constantly fighting within people. And it's a very slow and difficult process until people get, till you get them through to that moment where they go, yeah, don't really have any other, other options anymore now, do we? No, we really don't. 
And um, every day that they push us farther and farther and farther towards that kind of ugly conclusion. Um, the more people wake up at a kind of an exponential rate, but the question is by then, is it too late? Um, you know, I know that like, for example, just the vaccines, for example, have woken so many people up, you know, as to, you know, why these things, they pushed all of this on us and then, you know, or done to them, not to, not to me. And then, you know, to find out that they don't confer any long-term benefit and they have all these health problems, potential health problems down the road. And they've, you know, everybody now, I think more people now probably know somebody who who has a massive health complication from a COVID vaccine than they do of somebody who died of COVID yeah. or complications due to COVID, right? So, I, I, you know, once you reach that kind of critical mass shift, like what do you, you know, how do they control you now? And um, that, that, that anger is going to be, you know, just, it's going to be inconsolable. It's going to be just, it's going to be very dangerous once it's finally unleashed. And they forest, can, I think we could see that at Davos this week. That that's what they were talking about. They're like, okay, how do we how do we contain the the anger and the violence that we've um, that we've engendered in the general populace now? When you unleash definitely a theme yeah. at Davos this year. Yeah, when you unleash the fire, mm-hmm. it's it can it, it will turn into a forest fire eventually. Yeah, and the forest fire doesn't give a shit if nope. if it's your cabin or the other cabin. No, I. Nope. But Mr. Fire, I started you. It's a it's a fire. It's fire. Yeah. Um, look at look at what's happening in New Mexico, where the government starts like the largest forest fire in, in the state's history, you know, in, in a controlled burn and like doing it badly. Yeah, because these people are bad at land management and they're bad at it. They're bad at everything, and it's just it's just I, I keep watching this. This is just Atlas. This is just Act Three of Atlas Shrugged over, over and over again. Incompetent people and vandal incompetent people mixed with vandals running around doing really terrible things and having control like like over our own children over over systems and and power that they shouldn't have um making terrible terrible mistakes with people's lives and yeah. you know hundreds of people and we're looking at we're staring at hundreds of millions of people going to die and i don't know what else to, to to do other than you know not say it yeah. and then not and you can't feel it because god there's no way to feel that so i don't know what to do um to maybe go, but yeah, what you said about incompetence. I, I I remember when I was like younger, and I, I'd always try to play like Sim City, and I was mm-hmm. terrible at it. And so I'd get like my older brother to like play it, and right, and he'd or better example, forget even him playing it. You didn't have to start. Like one of the things you could do is you could kind of cheat, and you can kind of like inherit a city. It was mm-hmm. like a starter thing. It was like you know Simsville or whatever, and it would be. It'd be like a like a grown city, and you just kind of came in halfway through, and was like, "Now manage it." Right, and yeah, it was being in charge of this system and having no merit to be there, because no matter what I did, it was always the same ending. I would run up all the loans. There would be riots in the streets. Eventually, the nuclear reactor would break down, and event, and then there would just be tornadoes. And I'd say, "Fuck it, and restart." But like, <laughs> but like, versus like when I'd watch my older brother play, I'd watch him start and like meticulously build the city, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't try to pre-plan everything. It would be like zoning for this and water pipes here, and it would be it wasn't pretty, but it was like this very organically run thing and he could get it versus me i inherit it and i'm like we need skyscrapers and nuclear fusion reactors and it's you get the little ping and it'd be like there's no money for cops and i'd be like well fuck it i don't care and just like and you know the thing would implode and i'd get so upset about it but like it's kind of like that it seems like yeah we're watching these people in control of this machine 
that you know although they're like evil at least like the deep state of the 50s and 60s at least they're competent like sure they blew kennedy's head off but like you had the dulles brothers right you had all like the the all the you know lemay and that whole uh military industrial elite right the elite now just seem like the bratty kids that inherited the halfway built sim city yeah, no, I, I, it, it's a, that's a great metaphor. Uh, that's a great way of looking at it. And it's, it, it's another way of, I saw it this morning. One of my, co- you know, comment from one of my patrons in our private Slack server said something along those same lines of saying like, you know, you had, you know, they're, they're third generation wealth. Yeah. Right. And third generation wealth always squanders the inheritance of the hard bitten assholes who built the wealth in the first place. The original Andrew Carnegie's and, and Rockefeller's and whatnot. And those guys, now that we're into their grandkids, we're just trying to figure out whether they're, they're, they're trying to decide whether they should blow the money on hookers and blow or, you know, should they, you know, virtue signal that they're still good people and we should you know, save the world from climate change. And like it all winds up being exactly the same damn thing. And none of it because they didn't. Because they inherited this wealth, they didn't earn it. They don't. Uh-huh. They weren't. They, you know, they, and that's part of it. And I think the, you know, the other side of it is that, you know, like we have succumbed to this siren's call of technocracy, of the tyranny of the expert. Doesn't matter what the field is. You listen to somebody talk, no matter what, no matter no matter what you watch these like these 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 video clips of, 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 of little lefties going into like, I don't know, talking points, USA with Charlie Kirk, whatever, watched a couple of these recently. And they always come in and they always have a, they always have a, a chip on their shoulder and they always say, well, what about this in terms of gun control? Blah, 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 blah. And then he gives them statistics back and, and then her response is, well, are you a sociologist? Yeah, like the, I don't I need to be a sociologist to, to interpret data. I'm not a moron. I don't have to, I don't have to have a degree or uh, I have to have a PhD in order to be able to assess data. Yeah. Okay. But this is a typical, no offense. It's a typical millennial attitude of, well, you know, you don't, you don't actually know anything. You just Google shit and think you're informed. Yeah. Like, and it's a, and it's a terrible way of living because you don't actually know how to critically evaluate information for its own sake and then do something with it because you constantly have to have somebody else tell you whether or not your opinion is valid or not. Like, no, your opinion, your conclusion can be valid because you're a person with a brain and you assess the information. Now you may get it wrong, but this is how you learn how to assess information better and better and better. It's by putting yourself out there, making a conclusion and then, you know, and then running that conclusion and then deciding on, you know, and then dealing with the consequences of the action that you took based on that conclusion as to whether it was going to work or not going to work. This is the way the world works. And experts don't know anything more than you do other than, they have slightly more training in that particular field on that particular vector. But every problem in life is not, cannot be reduced to a single independent variable. This is the, I, I mean, I, I'm a trained scientist. I have to remind you that I, 25 years as a bench chemist, high energy, phys, you know, as, a, as an undergraduate, I, they, they call us chemists, but we're really high energy physicists and spectroscopists. Like I, I've done this, I've done like serious fucking science, real fucking science. And I can tell you that, like, you have to be, have to realize that nothing, that there's limits to the scientific method. There's limits to the way in which you falsify hypothesis along a single vector when, when controlling for all other variables. That, that is a limiting process. There is, it is not the only way to create knowledge in the universe. It's actually a very limited way of creating knowledge in the universe. And it's most applicable directly in the physical sciences. Yeah. To, to and in almost no other environment. Yeah. 
to matter. And and we we live in this world where these you know these people have misapplied positivism, have misapplied the scientific method in every facet of our lives most is most especially monetary policy i mean it's one i mean i love jordan peterson but i got good news for you every time he starts going off on we statistically when we know this this and this in psychology i'm like no we don't jordan like seriously you guys are not real scientists you you ape like you're real you larp like you're real scientists but you're not like please like stop the the, the physicist in the room is getting angry yeah like because the physicist knows how to really do controlled experiments you can't control enough in a in a um in a in a in a human psychological experiment because there's too many degrees of freedom yeah. there's just are human beings are a mass of contradictions and degrees of freedom that can't be controlled for yeah. and while you can come close and you can make some interesting observations and i'm not saying you shouldn't do that but you should understand what the fucking limits are at every at every moment and every turn and you never ever ever present that information as if it's any kind of gospel truth because it's not it's at best a gross statistical probability um that's more akin to in the physical world something like organic synthesis like when you're when you're trying to synthesize organic compounds in organic chemistry you always talk in terms of percent yield because there's like you know you there's a reaction pathway but there's like six other competing reaction pathways at those at those temperatures and pressures. Well, it doesn't mean that just because this one's the dominant one doesn't mean that it's the only one. It means you're going to get 70. You can control that to about 70 or 75 percent yield and you're going to get 25 percent of crap that you don't want. Now you have to figure out how to purify out the 25 percent of the crap that you made that you didn't want to get to the 75 percent of the stuff you did want. And in, and in many ways, I think, uh, you know using the scientific method and the social sciences is kind of the same thing. You have to be very, very careful and how you, how you approach that stuff. And then, you know, and this is the fundamental problem with the theory of Davos and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, the conceits of these people that think that they can, they can 75%, you know, model your behavior and that's good enough for them to plug into a big data, you know, big data array and, and, you know, run a, I don't know, run some fucking inappropriate 4A transform on and come up with an answer. Like, why did you do that? Oh, cause you know, 4A transform, that sounds good. Let's do it. Like, no, that's for acoustic signals, you fucking moron, but whatever. Like, you know, this is the kind of thing we're dealing with. Like, I, this is the kind of stuff that goes through my head all day long while I'm watching this playing out. And it gets really, really, really uh, frustrating after a while just to go, Oh, okay. You're just, and really what it comes down to is you're just trying to come up with reasons as to why you think, um, why you're trying to bamboozle people into saying, look, I just need to run the world because I need to run the world. Yeah. I'm a freaking narcissist control freak. Oh, okay. Why don't you just admit that in the first fucking place? Yeah. It'll be a lot easier that way. Now, you know, let's go into the octagon and fight it out and figure out who's going to win. Yeah. I was going to say, but what you're saying about like the synthesis, that was one thing that always kind of fucked with me in ochem was mm-hmm. going from like the book i loved the book i hated the lab so right. going into the lab and realizing that i was like that you don't get a hundred percent this they're like well right. it's actually you're getting like 88 percent this and i was like what do you mean they're like i oh, get nine percent this and, nine, and I was like, whoa whoa whoa, whoa. and like, whoa. The, the ocd in me was like this isn't what are you talking you know even with like atomic spectroscopy right it'd be like it, yeah it's this wavelength and they'd be like yeah except for when it's not i'm like well, what do you mean but like <laughs> and like but that was hard for but even there, Ochem was my favorite class because even over the other ones, like physiology or something, mm. you, with Ochem, it was, with the exception of math, mm. it was the most like predictable and probably said something more about my own like psyche and instability. Mm. But like 
that I could just plug this in here, this in here, and you get this. And once you moved out to physiology, it was like, well, now you add this hormone there, but we also don't know something going wrong with the heart. And you're like, oh, wait. And then you, and then you back up more and then you get to groups of people instead of organ systems and you get to cities and states. And then there's all these other like, well, you didn't factor in corruption. It's like, well, how do you, you didn't factor in like, you know, the whole, like, what's the I'm variable a, of that? Yeah. And then right. technological growth. And when you zoom all the way out. You and the how, changes and the changes to the magnetic field and gender because of a solar flare. And we, yeah, we can then, go on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm my background in as an undergraduate and, and, and you know, in, in general, I'm a physical chemist, like, yeah doing you know laser spectroscopy and 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 fundamental analysis of of like transition metal rare gas clusters as an undergraduate this is the shit that i did you know i organic synthesis to me was maddeningly frustrating simply because i wasn't any good at it because it required a level of attention to detail and fine-tuning of control of you know the of the reaction conditions to get higher percentage yield i mean i got you know i, I walked out I, if i got c's in my in my organic synthesis lab i was good because i passed uh, it's all that mattered i want i want to interrupt real quick and sure. say i had one of my roommates who was like a year ahead of me brilliant 4.0 kid physician right. now and i remember he had finished ochem one and ochem two and then went on to the higher level classes and i was starting ochem one i lived with them and i remember texting him before my first exam and i said pat like, can you give me any tips? And he said, carbon makes four bonds, except when it doesn't. <laughs> and to me, that's like, that's like the guiding principle of really what all of this yeah. has turned out to be. It's like, this is how it works. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For when it doesn't. Sorry, it doesn't. sorry for interrupting you. But Oh, no, you're absolutely right. No, I, I, I didn't realize you had a background. So this is, I'm actually like happy to chat chat because i never get to chat about this stuff i'm always having to chat about you know federal reserve and all the other crap oh, I, that, yeah. you know and i'm like and i'm just i i i, I don't i'm going to talk to dave column for my podcast tomorrow and you know we'll, oh, we'll nice. probably geek chemistry a little bit tomorrow and I'll, I'll you know remind everybody that i'm i'm still a bs level chemist and not a and not a phd or you know department head or anything like that I've never you know i never took it that seriously to me i got to a point in chemistry where it became it was a it was a good job it was a good career for a while until it wasn't because you know carbon <laughs> makes four bonds until it doesn't um and then it became a metaphor for a lot of, of the other things in my life that i i find interesting as a as a means by which to create great metaphors with which to write about in order to, to talk about the things that I care about today. And that's what I use it for mostly, but it, you know, I still get the odd question from people every once in a while. So what happens if I do this and this? I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's inorganic chemistry. It's a really brute, it's really brutal brute force stuff. This is going to, you're going to mix this and this, and you're going to get, you're going to get that in organics. Uh, you're going to get a lot of that. And some of this and some of this other stuff over there. And oh yeah, that's all cool. Then, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I mean, once you start getting into molecules that are that big, you know, the amount of the, 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 everything just becomes fuzzier. Everything just becomes, you know, harder because, you know, there's more entropy in the system. And when there's more entropy in the system, there's more potential for, for drift when there's more degrees of freedom, which is entropy, right. And then 
Boltzmann's definition, the K equals you know, uh, KL and omega, right? Uh, S equals KL and omega, which is omega being the number of degrees of freedom in the system and K being Boltzmann's constant. And it's the, the equation of absolute, absolute entropy. And if you don't understand why that and why that that equation is so important and why Boltzmann killed himself after he did, like, he, he derived it, um, you know, didn't, like this didn't is he serious. come up with the Boltzmann brain? What's that? Didn't he? Was that the guy that came up with the idea of the Boltzmann brain? I don't know what you're talking about. I've I vividly I remember looking that up one day on like Wikipedia and I was like I don't know how I got it I would just go down rabbit holes mm-hmm. at B O L T Z M A N N and it was yeah that's Boltzmann that's that, that's, and, that's he's the man in like any like sufficiently large enough universe eventually a self aware brain will mm. spontaneously arise that's that, I I've never actually gone that route that's interesting I I I, I didn't I always just remember it because it sounds it just sounds so weird to Boltzmann brain. Well, because Boltzmann, you know, we all know, I mean, as chemists, right, and, and as physicists, we all know Boltzmann, Boltzmann's constant, right, which is used to, 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 to normalize um, um, uh, kinetics, right? But the big one for me was when, you know, we sat down to learn that Boltzmann's real contribution to science was the, um, was the equation for describing absolute entropy, not the change in entropy, as we learn in the Gibbs free energy equation, mm-hmm. which is a thermodynamic uh, process mm-hmm. right where the change in entropy the change in disorder in the system determines you know the the, the free energy change the potential spontaneity or the lack of spontaneity of a particular chemical reaction be it an enthalpy driven heat driven or entropy driven disorder driven reaction but the act the, the equation of absolute entropy which is s equal s not delta s s capital s equals Boltzmann's constant times the natural log of the number of degrees of freedom in the system is the thing that Boltzmann spent most of his life working out and then when he finally did figure it out he killed himself like <laughs> like because there it is there's the universe i mean because the implications of that are massive like it, it, it's a it's a massive implication of the uh, of how little you actually know about the way the world works and how little control you actually have over everything and this is kind of the limit of what humans can really you know wrap their brain around and and and, and figure out how to um out you know, systems that you can manage. And the truth of the matter is, is that you can manage very, very, very little. And going back to the SimCity analogy from, from before. I know I haven't played SimCity in God knows how long. I remember when it first came out. I'm old enough to remember when SimCity first came out and then they did put out SimEarth and all this stuff. And I've played multiple versions of SimCity in my life and I sound like your brother. I would just start with a with you know with a bulldozer and a you yeah. know hundred bucks and start organically building stuff and then constantly kind of kind of regentrifying old neighborhoods and moving stuff around and constantly tweaking it and keeping it on the on the verge of of complete <laughs> insanity and then every once in a while stopping the you know stopping the clock and taking a step back and going yeah. wow look at this thing this thing's cool yeah i have moving. no idea where you know any of these people go to work but they make it all work and you know it's and even in its crudity as a model I think SimCity is a great, you know, is a, is a, a great uh, humility lesson for a great number of people. But there, there are games like there are so many games like that today that are out there. And I, I was over uh, over Christmas break with my daughter this year. We, you know, we played a game, a little independent game called Timberborn, which is your your beavers doing basically SimCity with beavers, sure. and like insane. And then my my. Uh, and we sat down and started building a thing together. And that's what we did for a couple of days over Christmas break as a kind of family thing. And it was great. We had fun. Um, and then my daughter d- proceeded to show me the thing that she'd built. And I'm like, um, you're insane. And um, you have too much time in your hands. You need a job. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, but it, it's, it's, yeah. Once you could get the systems going, it was almost, it was almost like a weird rhythm. It wasn't that you were controlling because you could, no mind no. could, could, granted, you could pause time, like you said. But I was going to say, maybe this is like another, maybe we could learn from this. Eventually, after the, you know, nth time that I had one of these pre made cities, because then when I would try to create them on my own, my OCD would just, would just smother it. I would just mm. start out from one corner of the map mm-hmm. and I'd literally just start with water pipes and I would make the entire map a big water pipe. And I'd be like, all right, now there's water everywhere. Now there's and water. I, now, now we can build houses. Yeah. And I would start then with like these perfect square and then very quickly I'd run out of money. But so when I'd start to get these like uh, pre-made cities after however many times I eventually had a tactic, I understood that I was not ever going to run this thing successfully. Mm-hmm. I had that I had a limited amount of time to save myself. And so mm-hmm. what I would do is I'd spend a m- ton of money on like, on like terraforming. So I'd create like a huge lake or something and I'd make an Island out in the middle of it. I'd, I'd flatten it and I would put like a castle and I would surround it with like walls and there'd be like bridges. And I put the military base out there. <laughs> I put, put all the police in for pre- preparation for the day when your mismanagement there, of the city collapses. And, there and now be, you have to like keep out the ravening hordes of zombies. And there was one road, there was like one road and it was me and like a 2000 foot. Tr- I mean, literally like you could, the empire state building couldn't touch it. It was just a chasm That's of death hilarious. and it went to the city. And then I would just sit back in my little place and just watch that thing eventually destroy and then I would just get rid of the bridge and I'd be like, I'm out here. I have farms. I'm out. And I now realize I'm like, is that not exactly what's going on? The elite are just going to their own bunkers with their own food supplies, and their own water. I just eventually I realized I was like, there's no winning this thing. I no. would just go prepare. Yeah, no, it, 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 you're I, I think you're I think this is a I didn't expect this conversation to go this way today, but this is I never have any idea where these are going. No, this is I'm, good. This is I'm awesome. wearing sunglasses. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Come on now, but um, but no, I think this is. I, I think you're. You, I think we're 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 onto something very interesting here, which is that yeah, I and but they aren't done trying to control everything. No. But they are. Um, they because they do believe that if what I think they're at the stage now where they can retreat to their bunkers effectively, set the things in motion to destroy as many people as possible because they know that they can control a much smaller group of people. Yeah. They they believe that if they if they can get everything down to half a billion or a billion people that they can keep that they can keep control over that indefinitely so they can keep that kind of mid sized twenty five to thirty thousand person city in some city they can keep that running whatever it is you know they'll never but the the megalopolis or the the the, mm-hmm. the, the New York version you know you can create you know in my world you can create something like you know Daytona Beach but you can't create Jacksonville right. Yeah. And create a you know city of you know the equivalent of like a half a million people, but you can't create a three three and a half million sprawling city across multiple bridges and different boroughs yeah. and all this other stuff. Like you're not going to be able to do it. So they need to just simplify and just say, well, you know what? We'll just cut off the rest of the city and we'll just take that area on the beaches and the northern Jacksonville and we'll call it good and everything else. You know, everything west side ninety five just needs to die, right? And you know, um, and uh, and then we can control that. And I think that that's probably where they are. And they're just trying to limit the amount of damage that blows back on them at this point. Now, I've, I don't remember if I said this to you the last time I was on your show, but, you know, part of me, uh, one of my, 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 my mantras is that I belong to guillotines and rope makers. And I've been saying this for quite a long time now. 
I don't think they're going to get out from underneath this. I think everybody is awake enough to understand who did this to us and who's did it to them. And that once the children really start dying, that's when people start getting radicalized. When you have enough parents. Now, there's a bunch of pussy men out there walking around scared to death with their fanny packs on and their and their dad bods going you know things aren't that bad i'll keep protecting my kids by going to work every day and i'll i'll you know i'll keep doing the thing i'll keep doing the enduring thing and in many ways it's the enduring thing that my dad did during the 70s uh going to work every day to you know as a as a cop in new york city and i understood a lot of what my dad why my dad continued to do that up until he finally retired but you know and he made a trade-off and you could see that trade-off killed him you know, spiritually, you could see it because uh, he understood what was happening. And in the same way that I can see this trade-off today for myself and my family doing in many ways somewhat the same thing, there's going to come a point where we're all going to have to just kind of look up and there's going to be enough of us where you couldn't protect your child. You couldn't protect your wife. You failed. Now what? Every one of those guys becomes another, uh, you know, becomes a radical that they're going to have to eliminate. And I'm sorry, but they're minting them faster then they can eliminate them. And at some point, and they know it. And when you listen to, when I listened to some of the panel discussions that I saw over at Davos and over at the World uh, Health Organization Forum in Geneva this week, you know, the global, you know, uh, uh, world government forum was uh, some, whatever the hell they doing. This. Typical, you know, technocratic circle jerk of- uh, all just, uh, yeah, you know, yeah basically the globalist chug and tug is like think, yeah. the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm like, when I can see that, like I know how close we are to a tipping point on that that that's not going to come back, but the amount of damage they'll do in the process is going to be uh, horrific. I think you made a great point. You said they're minting them faster. I hadn't thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was thinking back to like uh, was it Ron Paul? His idea of like blowback, mm-hmm. where it's like we have these repercussions from actions, but. Uh, a lot of the actions were done covertly. So the American people don't even know it. So when you're like, why do they want to come blow up America? And it's like, well, you put a hellfire missile on the center of their wedding. You're like you, right. but you don't know that. And I mean, right. In a weird way. And I say this as someone that like loves the United States, there's almost some positivity that comes out of looking at Vietnam or the war on terror. Because you go the mighty American hegemon, we can nuke you from orbit we lost to guys with sandals and AKs twice because mm-hmm. we minted them faster than we could squash them. Mm-hmm. If that happened twice already, why would it, let's just look at patterns as scientists. Let's just look no, at patterns and go, and let's, and let's, get, let's ask ourselves what happens when you're dealing with 140 million well-armed Russians. Yeah. Well, yeah and, and we're not even talking about one nation. What happens when the top are doing it to the world? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a whole lot different. Mm. And the and it's kind of like the third generation wealth. Yep. They're not the same. If we are going up against the Dulles brothers, Curtis LeMay, James G. Zangleton, I'd be like, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're are, going up against we're going up against General Milley. Yeah, we're, and, you know, we're not even going up against the sons that, you know, at least right. cut their teeth. We're going up the third generation of got we're going up against the guys who inherited the sim city and they're going you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that and they and the sims push back and all of a sudden they go hey this guy with sunglasses is retarded he has no idea how to run this city that's right that's what it is 
I think that's what's going to happen. Well, yeah. I mean, the emperor, you know, we, we, everybody, we talk about the emperor has no clothes. We talk about, you know, all these metaphors and all these stories, but, you know, and we can see that and we can see that the, you know, that they've opened up the man behind the curtain and they're, they're, he's just some old fart in a banana hammock and a Bond villain, you know, moo moo. And you're like, well, okay. Um, why does he still think he has that much power? Oh, because he has, le- he has power over the levers. He's, you know, paying people to install apps on your phone. He's got the corporation's CEOs in his back pocket and all this, that and everything else. Okay, fine. But you know, you know what happens when there's not regular reliable electricity because you've decided that we're not allowed to have nice things and we can't have access to the first world, uh, first world sanitation, electricity and, and, and food. Oh, well, then everybody turns on each other. No one's looking at their iPhones anymore. And you've now broken the spell. Yeah. And the smart ones never used an iPhone in the first place. And once that order starts to break down, got news for you, dude. Klaus, I've been saying this forever. Klaus Schwab is not going to die to some radical, radicalized dude like me whose child died from the complications of COVID vaccine. He's going to die at the hand of his driver who's, daughter died from complications from not being able to get proper medical care or proper dental care because he didn't pay him enough okay because he didn't take good enough care of it or because he just finally looked over and realized that it wasn't his daughter his driver's daughter that died it was his sister's first cousin or whatever and you know family bonds still matter to people and at some point there's going to be a reckoning and that's that. And then, you know, I was talking to, to uh, Garland Nixon and Crypto Rich yesterday. I did a thing with them yesterday. And we were talking about vote fraud. And, you know, we we're talking about 2000 Mules, the next news movie. And, and um, what's to say that this is not going to happen again? Well, what's not? I'll tell you, find out why it's not going to happen again. Everybody knows that you're doing it. You're not going to be able to buy. You're not going to be able to buy mules at two to three dollars a vote this time. Because to go harvest those votes and a lot of these a lot of these neighborhoods where everybody knows you're doing it, it's gonna cost you a sea bill, dude. And how many like you're gonna have to put Benjamin like Alexander years. Soros is gonna have to put Benjamins on the table, not Lincoln's, in yeah. order to get votes, in order to stuff the ballot boxes. And then there's gonna be a whole bunch of real asshole, proud boy, oath keeper types standing there at the drop boxes going, What you doing? Yeah. How many ballots you got there? Yeah. And then, you know, making citizens arrest and beating the crap out of people. Or people just hanging. I mean, how many people are going to be just hanging out through the night? Like, yeah, no, we've got, we've got some Swiss missing coffee. We're just staying up all night. Party. Yeah, no, like, I mean. What's you that know, van can... doing at 3 a.m.? Yeah. Why is that What's van that guy? And, 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 and look, I got news for you. Those mules are going to drive up to those boxes. And there's going to be a guy. And there's going to be a guy like, you know. The GoPro. Not, not even with a maybe with a GoPro, but he's gonna put with a you know, but with a buzz cut and a you know a, and an iPhone going, um, what you doing there? And they're just gonna speed right off. And those 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 are those those ballots are never gonna make it into those boxes. And eventually it's gonna cost too much, and those ballot and those ballots are just not gonna get counted, and the whole thing's gonna collapse. I've been saying also that. You know, not only will Kashwa likely die to his driver or somebody like that, his food taster, it is that, and anything else, but that George Soros and his son Alexander are going to wind up penniless because Soros is so completely committed to his world, his 
vision of a world order and to, and is willing to spend every dollar he makes and every dollar he steals in order to buy the influence necessary to put your sons and daughters into Ukraine to kill Russians. He's trying to fucking play some city. He's eventually going to spend all of his money on his obsession on his white whale. And, you know, and that's it's going to destroy him. And at some point, once the once it gets to a point where the lies are too expensive to maintain. No one will take Alexander Soros's phone call. And I think that day is far closer to that people than people want to believe. And it's not because Soros has that much money because he really doesn't in the grand scheme of things. Not for the not for the amount of money, not for the amount of influence that he peddles. Yeah. I mean, he's he's peddling billions of dollars worth of influence. He's got to go out there. He's got to make that shit every day. You know, he's got to have he's got to have those hedge funds cranking out. You know, levered, tra- you know, one way levered trades on a daily basis and the liquidity is drying up, but there's nobody else to, 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 to suck the money from because the Federal Reserve told him to go fuck himself. And there's no damn and there's no dollar liquidity in the world over right now. And he's screaming. He's I, he's bitching and it's awesome. And I'm like, you know, and like nothing makes me happier than watching that guy like beg going, turn the machines back on. Like, you know, Don Amici at the end of fucking trading places. On a, on a on another side note, quick interruption. I, I think I asked you last time. I asked everybody. This, Do you ever listen to Tim Dillon? No, I don't. The fucking funniest comedian in the world. But I was listening to one of his old episodes, and he's talking okay. about like, you know, when you're a Rothschild or an Illuminati member, and your kid comes home from Harvard and says, "I think I want to be a painter." He goes, "Do you know what your dad does?" Your mom and dad take their goat masks off and, you know, in the big Bavarian castle where they're sacrificing kids and drinking their adrenochrome. And they go, do you know how much money this costs? Do you know how much money this costs to run the world? We've been doing these seances for thousands of years. Hey, the Pope doesn't look the other way for nothing. You're going to go back to Harvard and you're going to go to Goldman Sachs, just like your father did and like your father's father. did. But the idea is like, no, no, these as, as, as monolithic and uh, immovable as these systems seem. Yes. They aren't. And what we're saying, and I've brought this up before, I've said it before with uh, Pat Scopoletti about how they can't do it again. We've already seen how they stole it. Right. Yeah. To me, there's a beauty because I think they will do it again because it's the third generation. The yeah. first generation would go, hey, a Dulles brother would go, you can't shoot him in the head again in a Cadillac. Right. We already did that. We got to come up with something else. You know, we got to have John Hinckley come at him. Right. A third generation. No, they're going to try to dealy plaza it the next day. I know. Like that's all they ever do. They have one. They have. I. I. I I said. I say. Yeah. They're very smart, but they're not very clever. They use. They just keep doing the same thing. Soros's last five color revolutions have failed, and they've all failed the exact same way. Putin has preempted the color revolution process by nipping by uh, by advising the. Um, the sitting government to aggressively stop the um, uh, the uh, the protest on the public square and take the friggin PR hit and let the and let the West twist in the wind. They'll let the Brits, you know, scream bloody murder and do their and do their tabloid thing and ignore it and just put the ringleaders in fucking jail, break this thing and then and declare all the NGOs illegal. Yeah. And. It worked in Armenia, Kazakhstan, Belarus, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. It keeps happening over and over again because they know how to beat. He knows how to beat the color revolution situation. 
Okay. Soros pumps billions of dollars into radicalizing the younger generation through the educational system and through the, 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 uh, the, and uses the, 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 the colleges as the mm. hotbed for this stuff, along with the state department and everything else. And they throw a bunch of money in, they wait for an election. They, you know, they preset the, the, they preset the, the preload, the narrative that the election is going to be fake, blah, 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 blah. Someone like Lukashenko does a dumb thing and actually stuffs the ballot box a little bit, which he didn't need to do. Um, and, um, and so they get, they get the, they get to play the game. They control all the NGOs. They control all the, uh, they control the media, and then they just try and create a a a, a thing that's not real. They try and create a, a, an astroturfed rev- revolution from the top down. The last one that succeeded was in Ukraine. Yeah, and all the rest of them have failed miserably. And um, you know, you can complain about, and they and they do nothing but complain about it. And every time they lose, they lose their minds a little bit more. And um, think- yeah, the shit's expensive trying to run the world. And uh, you're going to go back to Goldman Sachs. Like it, it, I love the take the goat mask. Covers. Yeah. Hey, Hey, yeah. Hey, do you know how long we've been doing this? Do you know how Seriously? long we've been blackmailing Kings and Queens? You are not going to be a painter. Do you know how much it costs to, to heat this Bavarian castle and to, to do you know how much Bohemian Grove costs? I know. You got to rent that whole like, area. Like, you know, these Bavarian castles, man, don't have, and don't, don't have internal heat. Like, you know, they're, they're big and they're stone. There's a lot of, we got to, we got to cut a lot of old growth forest down to heat this fucking place. And it's very specific wood. That's for this. That's the only way the spirits come in. Like, exactly. I, and know, look hey. at the Aztecs. They understood the price of this stuff. These right. robes, these are expensive robes. We don't right. get these. You got to have the most innocent of kids in order for the demons to show up. Someone just popping into this podcast right now is going to click on this clip and then tune out and never come back. (laughs) What is this all about? Oh, you got to eat the kids. And it's like, all right. But, um, but the thing is, is, um, I was going to say about the ballots, but so looking for ballots, they're going to break it. Yeah. Okay. So 2020, it was, uh, it was, you can't really do that again because it was this sort of, perfect storm of just you had the people foaming at the mouth trump bad you had them all you know uh george floyd you know donald trump personally killed george floyd like oh wow i didn't know that and then you know you have you have covid and there's all these people dead and it's because of donald trump and donald trump's telling people to take horse medication and blah 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 we got a social distance we can't go to the ballot boxes we can't and then as soon as the you know you could tell it was coordinated because you instantly start getting the the blue labels, right? The appeal to authority on every YouTube video. AP mm-hmm. has not yet called the election. You right. know, there was not widespread fraud and they could do it and they'd ban people like me or they'd ban a Steven Crowder or they'd ban whoever, like just right. anyone bringing up this, anyone bring, get off Alex Jones, get off Milo, get off everyone. You can't, uh, Project Veritas gone. You could do it and you could have them put the labels on Trump's Twitter. That was all brand new and it was effective. You can't, do that now because now people have seen that ivermectin didn't turn joe rogan into a horse they can see now that oh there there was a lot of fraud people are seeing even just through ukraine they're going Mm -hmm. how quickly did we learn that the ghost of kiev was bullshit or that snake island was bullshit right or so we're going through all of this i don't see how they're gonna pull it i think they're gonna do the same thing and they're not gonna pull it off but it's not going to work. Right. Now, my concern is, do they know that and do they not give a shit? And they go, "What? If, let's kick up some dust. There's there's going to be revolutions. There's going to be Proud Boys watching the ballots. Yep. Let them fight. We 
back into the bunk, or is that our justification to roll out martial law insurrection? It, 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 yeah, they're, it's very clear that they're going to do something. Like, yeah. And I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm, I hate to say that I'm out of the prediction business on this front uh, because there's too many variables. There's too many ways it could go. There's too many ways it could, it could play itself out. Um, once you unleash chaos, trying to predict what the chaos is going to look like is a fool's game because chaos is chaos. You can't control chaos by definition. Therefore, you can't predict what it's going to do. You don't know how it's going to play out. Um, those are all good questions you're asking, Tommy. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, you know, idea. Like, I, these are all, these are all good scenarios and you can pl- place probabilities on them, but you can't make a predict, but there's no way you can place a prediction on any one of them coming true. So are they going to try and steal specific? What they're trying to do now is they're trying to find the cocktail of issues that they can craft a talking point around and a campaign around Monkey for pops. the midterms in order to try and limit the amount of damage that's going to happen. The Democrats' best case scenario is they only lose 40 seats in the House. Their worst case scenario is that they lose 100. Okay? So now, the bigger question is, is the GOP doing everything imaginable to stop the MAGA wave within the GOP, the insurrection within the GOP, and put a whole bunch of GOPE Mitt Romney types in place so that it can be meet the new boss, same as the old boss, which yeah. is, and Davos is clearly starting to shift its weight away from the Democrats and allowing Joe Biden to, to be left out to hang. Uh-huh. And, you know, cause you can see it within the, the dynamic between the U S and the European union over how to deal with the war going forward. Europe now wants to, 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 to settle the United States and the Brits absolutely do not want to. That's coming from the Biden administration. We've radicalized, you know, the Republicans in Congress who don't want to pay Putin any money for freaking oil, but, you know, don't want to reward him for invading a sovereign country, even though Ukraine hasn't been sovereign since ever. Since, like uh, we the took whole it concept of Ukrainian sovereignty is as like fucking laughable as, um, you know, a benevolent dictator. Like, it's not true. Like, it's, it's, it's laughable. It's never been a sovereign country. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. The borders were always bullshit. Okay, because it's always been the plaything of vaster powers, be it they yeah. Russian or American or European. It doesn't matter. So everybody's fighting over it, and it's going to be carved up into a six or seven different pieces, most of which are going to wind up in Russia, like it or not. And the cognitive dis- dissonance of them creating this, this PR campaign that the plucky Ukrainians are winning against the evil Russians is now going to, that's the next shoe to drop for them. That's what's in the process of failing now where all of a sudden Americans who are now staring at $7 a gallon gasoline or $6 a gallon diesel fuel or $8 a gallon diesel fuel and they can't get and they can't get you know food for their kids and they can't afford to drive to work and they can't do this and they can't do that I'm like they're 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 going to take their Ukrainian flags down off of their front lawns like when they're when when the social security checks start they're going to change their profile picture they're going to take they that might even out. change their profile profile picture they may even stop virtue signal Christ they, may, they may even stop listening to fox news on the on the right and they may finally stop listening to pmsnbc on the on the left like it's all bullshit and maybe the real awakening and this is again i was talking with Gar- garland nixon about this yesterday and garland's freaking killing me. he's getting picked up in more multiple in multiple markets radio terrestrial radio markets his show's ratings are off the charts his he's now and he's aggregating both the quote-unquote left and the right and they're both going yeah 
we've been lied to about everything. And most particularly, we've been lied to about what's going on in Ukraine. And to watch like most maggotards still labor under this idea that um, that Putin's the only one at fault in Ukraine is insane when they forget that they're that that they're their 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 savior that they love Donald Trump was impeached for Joe Biden's crimes in Ukraine like how how dumb do you have to fucking be like I know people are dumb I, I get it. I know people are uninformed and I know people, most people are just don't give a shit about any of this stuff. Yeah. There comes a point where you have to be able to ask basic freaking questions of yourself and not go, you know, well, that's wrong. You don't invade into the sovereign country. Okay, fine. If that's your heuristic, but it's a dumb heuristic when you realize that, you know, we over, we overthrew a, 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 a duly elected government in 2014 and the Russians don't consider the government that's been in, in Kiev for the last, I refuse to call it Kiev. Fuck that. It's Kiev. <laughs> like the whole fucking Ukrainian, like we, we Ukrainified all of English it's to Kiev. these fucking people. It's Kiev. Kiev, my ass. It's been Kiev for fucking 300 fucking years. Get the fuck over yourself. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, um, dude, the Russians don't recognize the Zelensky government as legitimate. They never recognized Poroshenko as legitimate because Yanukovych was overthrown in, an, in a violent coup. And the only reason you knew the bitch is still alive is because they smuggled his ass out before he was lynched. And if it was up, and if it was up to the Russians and they did take over Kiev in February, I got news for you. Yanukovych would be president right now, signing a fucking ceasefire agreement, and all this shit would be over and done with. And Boris Johnson would be like, oh my God, get me another mound of Coke. I don't know what to fucking do. The British Empire is about to fall because that's what's going on here. Like, this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with, again, back to, you know, I talk about the, like the classic third generation feckless twit. How about inbred idiot Boris Johnson himself? The steward of the current steward of the what's left of the British Empire. God, holy shit. And I'm supposed to and I'm supposed to think that these people are on my side. Yeah. And they're in my they have my best interests at heart. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, if I have to choose between Boris Johnson and Putin, at least Putin will give me a fair shake. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, this is what we're doing. Don't like it? Doesn't matter. This is what we're doing. At least he's honest about it. And here's why we're doing it. Now, when you people want to, like, you know, actually enforce, you know, actually apply your own rules, you know, consistently, hey, I'm all for it. Let's sit down and have, let's sit down and have some, you know, let's sit down and have some caviar. You know, pour some vodka. Let's hash this shit out and sign an agreement. Go to the Bavarian castle. Yeah, no, we can't do that. No, we can't. Yeah, no, we can't. We can't have nice things. I was thinking, just as an, as an aside, I wonder if the NSA has like a <clears throat> has like something monitoring the internet for Ukrainian flag profiles. And once that number starts to dip, if they're gonna move to DefCon two or DefCon, <laughs> whisk whisk Biden away to Cheyenne Mountain. Sure, um, but. You know, I do think, I do think that it's that we're starting to see the incompetence more. I've listened to this this one book several times. It's it's my favorite. It's my favorite nonfiction book, mm-hmm. Raven Rock by Garrett Graff. I had I've interviewed him twice over the last two years. Listened to the book ten plus times. It's all about continuity of government, continuity of operations, and enduring mm-hmm. constitutional government. Nuclear bunkers, lines of succession from you know the 
from who get, takes over after VP all the way down to, you know, the helicopters landing on which lawns, picking up which senators and your car. It's badass. It reads like a Tom Clancy book and it's all true. But as he points out towards the end, he goes from, uh, from FDR till present day. And like the most, he wrote it while Obama was in office. So like till present day, we've always, we talking as, as the, as the, uh, the deep national security state is we were always convinced that we were just one more chart away from having nuclear war and Armageddon completely planned out. We were just one more from, from the number of like, from the number of MREs and from the number of dollar bills that we had stowed away so that we could restart an economy with like a, you know, a uniform currency from the amount of antibiotics we had stored in, in this place and, on and on and on they're always convinced that they're just one more one more chart one more flow chart away from right buttoning up nuclear war but like what you were saying earlier hey it's not always that ch3 plus h2 with platinum and heat hey sometimes you don't just get one thing it's not always what do you mean there's a triple bond in there that's what they realize after decades of planning is yeah, no, it's a magnum. My 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 uh, my friend and partner Dexter White talks about it. It's a magnum. It's the McNamara problem of of running government. The McNamara always yeah, the whiz kids right just thinks that all we need is to have we just more. need you know all we need to have is if we just lay out the spreadsheets it'll all be good and it doesn't work and you know, human beings aren't fungible that way they don't work that way they never have and they never will and everything always costs more. And everything always, and everything it's always also asymptotic. What's that? It's also yeah, it's asymptotic. It's absolutely you got to put is. more and more in for that. Yes, no, it's it's Pareto. Pareto, like you're absolutely right, Tommy. I love my God. You're the, like the only other person in the, on the planet who uses the word asymptotic. I'm coming on your show whenever you want. Like fuck, fuck that. Yeah. Like it's my favorite word in the English language. Fuck like yeah. it, because as you approach. You know, as you approach efficiency gains, you can't get, you know, you're, you're working for more, less and less and less for an ever increasing cost. Every order of Pareto is orders of magnitude harder to pull off for lesser and lesser gains. And there comes a point where you just have to cut it off and say, this is as good as you're going to get it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you can describe it as, you know, as paradox, you can describe it however you want, but it's just, this is the way the world works. And it really is the law of diminishing marginal utility as applied to all of our behavior. There comes a point where people are not going to be, you know, they're going to go, look, I, I don't need any more of that, or I don't want any more of that. And I'm not going to, and no matter how much you try and spoon feed it to me, I don't want it. I don't need it. Like I'm, I'm not thirsty. I don't need any more fucking water. Like go away. And, and when you realize that in order to push people to get them to where you think you need to get them in order to get enough stuff in order to be able to do the thing. Like, <clears throat> once you realize that that costs you three times the amount of money and time and time and resources and manpower to procure the first order than you thought you were, you're fucked for the second order. You're fucked for the, for the next thing down the line, you're fucked for everything else. And all you've done is because by taking that those stores of antibiotics or the, all the other things, when you take those out of the private economy, when you take them, when you appropriate, expropriate, yes. not appropriate, but expropriate that capital, you've taken it out of the productive economy that cannot now use that to build 
future wealth. You've just made everybody fucking poor and created a stash of antibiotics over in a corner that don't do anything that we don't need because we've got plenty of antibiotics on a, in, in real life. Like, so what now, what do we have? Like what we have is a whole bunch of people who've diverted trillions and trillions of dollars of years of man years of people's lives of American people's lives. And we've blown it on the, the equivalent, literally the equivalent of hookers and blow for a bunch of fucking crazy narcissistic control freaks. Yeah. That's it. It's all we've done. Yeah. And it's not in national and it's in no one's national national security. It's all in their freaking you know, crazed lunacy of wanting to beat the Russians. And I don't, you know, like that's all this is about at the end of the day. It's like this, there's this crazy ideology of the, uh, of many of these people who just have a, have a desperate need to destroy the Russians because the Russians refuse to say no, stop saying no. Yeah. And they've been saying no for hundred to the Brits for 150 years and no one's allowed to say no to the Brits. And we're still dealing with the aftermath of this insane, this this true insanity. And I'm sorry, but it's time to it's time for us all to go. You know what? No, enough. And when I look at the landscape today, I ask myself, who's saying no? You when you push people to the brink of of uh, of, uh, of 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 insanity, when you push bring people to the brink of survival, and this in this case, I'm talking now about the banking, the the commercial banking system here in the United States and the Russian people in Russia and Asia in general, like who's caught in the middle? Europe and the West run by a bunch of third generation spoiled brats who still think they're playing SimCity. It's, hey, I got to go pee real quick. Plug your stuff. So, all right. Um, I, my, you can follow my, you know, my work over at uh, my blog over tomlawongo.me. You can follow me on, on Twitter at TFL1728. Uh, the, the Patreon, every month we do a, a, a monthly newsletter. We've been doing it for almost five years now where we have a, um, a bespoke portfolio of stock picks and whatnot to try and make sense of all this and to, to take all the geopolitical analysis and turn it into a, a, a viable portfolio strategy to just kind of help simplify how you should de-stress your, uh, your, your, your investment decisions, even though this is the most stressful time to be alive and you may, and it may not even work at this point. Um, it's also, uh, uh, uh all, you know, individual or, or, or exclusive content. And we, we, at this point I do so much of my content is actually behind the paywall, um, be it the twice weekly market reports where I go over important, uh, data for people or, important markets for people as well as um, do bespoke research for them and, uh, and uh, test out ideas and uh, a thesis in private blog posts on a regular basis. So that's what we do. Let's try and make sense of all this. I think to, I don't know, you said top out at 90 minutes. So you good for, you good for not, can you squeak out another 30? Uh Maybe it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, it might only take, I don't even know what I, how long. Yeah. I mean, if you've got like got a couple more things to kind of wrap up, but sure, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, getting yeah. real, I'm getting really tired. I'm actually I, sort of getting a little tired. So I got you. I guess so we'll make it quick. Um, I guess to circle back to what you were saying at the beginning, mm-hmm. when I said, I, some days I think we're going to get out of it and I can't put a finger on why mm-hmm. I think just throughout this discussion, I'm starting to maybe understand why 
And it's mm-hmm. because the things that we are talking about that we love, the scientific, the it's determined, there's no free will, wild fact or wild card. There's no what happens if there's a an EMP burst or a broken pipe. It's just you add the alkene plus the hydrogen and you, there you get you, you, you get your shit. Right. The variables tend to just they want it to you can't get you can't perfect it down to a T. You can't figure it all out. The system doesn't want to be pushed that far. And again, like we said, asymptotic, it it seems to be built into the actual systems. I mean, even look at like getting something to go up to the speed of light, right? It mm-hmm. takes more and more energy to just mm-hmm. get it going a little more, a little more, a little more. I think that is where that is where my positivity comes in. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't possibly understand this whole system. No one never has been able to. That's why no one has a lasting empire. They all fall. Right. But there is something in the system where they're pushing too hard and yep. too fast. And I mean, like, like trying to vaccinate your way out of a pandemic, when you squash down on YouTube, you get rumble, bit shoot, odyssey, you get all these things popping up on every side. And there are these weird kind of evolutionary like deviance Mm -hmm. and it's pushing more and more and the harder you push down you're not just getting your expected you know uh, fuck joe biden i didn't like him you're now getting people that are like hey i've got the ukraine flag i wore my blm shirt and it it's cost eleven dollars a gallon like i can't find baby formula and and they're saying well we have the first you know, gay black uh, press secretary, and you're like, hey, that's all well and good, but like, uh, like I can't provide for my family. Like, and she's an idiot, and she's a dipshit. who cares? Who gives like, a fuck? Why do you? Why? Why is that your priority? But that's like, what I mean. Is yeah, no, now- I, exactly. No, you're exactly right, Tommy. Isn't it? And there, there comes a point where you know you've made all of these advances because you're talking about advances to people who are not starving. Yeah. to people who are not in trouble who have not been who have who haven't in a long 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 time remember what it was like to be young and hungry yeah and you know and we're dealing with a lot of you know like frankly overeducated middle class white people who are still still haven't lost everything yet yeah. and they forgot what it was and they forgot what it looked like in 2008 when a lot of families lost everything and you know, fourteen years worth of worth of worth of crazy Fed Fed bucks, you know, underwriting everybody's lifestyle. And now the Fed is actively saying we can't do this. And honestly, on my read, I think Jerome Powell's been trying to say this since he first took over, and he's been sabotaged at every turn. If you want my honest opinion, and when I really go back and look over Powell's, you know, term as uh, as Fed president. Trump was pissed off at him that he was raising interest rates because Trump wanted easy money. And this one wanted easy money and yada, yada, yada. And like, and Powell was saying, we can't afford this anymore. We have to, we have to, we have to stop this. And if we don't stop this now, these, the people who are, who are taking advantage of this are not Americans. It, they're the globalists who are getting the money. It's the very people who are, who overthrew Donald Trump, who, who told you for four years that Trump was a was a Russian agent, okay, that tried to give you Hillary Clinton and be, previously gave you Barack Obama, 
Okay. But got news for you. These people are the ones who set this stuff in motion. And Powell was basically saying, we need to like, just take away their punch bowl and let it, and, and, and let their, and and they want to like destroy themselves. If Europe wants to destroy itself, we go right ahead and do so, but we're not going to subsidize it anymore. And I'm sorry to all of my brethren in this, you know, in, in the nominal anti us empire punditry set that I'm not an unrepentant Europe, unrepentantly sympathetic European leftist. I'm not, I'm an American hardcore right wing libertarian who looks at the shit and goes, everybody's freaking dirty. And the European commies need to be fucking killed done. And then by doing that, we can destroy the, we can destroy what's left of the American empire in the process. But the order, but the order of operations here is that Europe needs to die. Europe needs to die because Europe has been subsidized and has destroyed and turned it's the subsidization of Europe over the last 75 years, which turned the United States into a vicious empire. And it can be re and it can be rejiggered. It can be brought low and recalibrated. But the only way we do that is by cutting everybody off in the monetary heroin and you let it all liquidate. And a lot of people are going to lose a lot of power. But they're not, but not everybody is going to lose all their power. Most of the people that we've talked about in this podcast so far today, they're going to lose their power. People in on Wall Street, they're going to lose 75% of the power they currently have. And people on Capitol Hill that currently wield too much power are going to lose 75% of their power, but they're not going to lose it all. But I got news for you, the European Union won't survive the decade. And is that not a better, is that not a better outcome for humanity? Or are you so doctrinaire in your in your in your leftism that you can't you can't understand the beauty of the decentralized nature of the federal of the federal system that is the United States, which actually stopped the Great Reset cold simply because Ron DeSantis stood up and said, you know what? Fuck you. One fucking guy. With one legislature. In one state. In the United States, stood up proud, said, that's enough. No more. And started putting people in jail. That's all it took. That's why he's going to be president in 2424. And the and I'm telling you, New York is turning into a museum. Right-wing media is coming to South Florida. The hedge fund set are all moving to South Florida. The money is all moving to Florida in the United States. The money power base is moving to Florida. It's why they're desperate to try and figure out how to kill us all. It's why the Biden administration is going to is 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 trying to pull out our our ability or is is putting pressure on insurance companies to leave the state. So the next time a hurricane comes through, we won't be able to rebuild our houses. This is what we're dealing with. These are the kinds of vandals we're dealing with. This is how much Obama hates America. This is how much Obama hates you. Hates all of us. Done. I'm, I'm just. I'm done. That's it. That's. I don't care anymore. Fuck Europe. Fuck Japan. Fuck all these people. Fuck most of the United States, as far as I'm concerned. Take you all allowed this shit to happen while you played these stupid red, red, blue games. We're all standing here telling you what needed to be done. Right after 9/11, you didn't want to listen to us then. All you. All you. All you national conservatives, nationalist conservatives, and all you and, and all you newly minted warmongering friggin' lefties after 9-11. While the libertarians were standing there going, oh, by the way, 
Don't let us go to war. Don't let them build the, the national security state. Don't, don't give Rumsfeld more money. Don't give Condoleezza Rice more time. Don't empower Dick Cheney. Don't empower Wolfowitz and all the rest of these people. You allowed it to happen. I'm happy to, I'm happy to bring you back on board the team. But you don't get to come back on board and tell me that, uh, you know, when I grow up, I'll stop being a libertarian. Fuck all you people. Fuck Europe. It needs to die as a concept. Everything about European society has become toxic. And every European I talk to about this says exactly the same thing I do. I'm not saying anything that they don't say. They've lost their way down this fugue of egalitarianism, this fugue of freaking communism, third way communism, because they've been subsidized by cheap money that has corrupted everything about their body politic. And they've destroyed their own cultures. The French couldn't even like hold their nose long enough to vote for Marine Le Pen to get rid of Emmanuel Macron, the most odious person to lead France since what, Louis the 16th? Hmm. Like, seriously? You couldn't hold your nose and go, yeah, I can vote for Le Pen. I don't like the woman, but I can vote for her. That's beyond the pale. I'm center left. Okay, fine. Be center left while you get overrun by millions of Africans that are going to be hoarded into France by George Soros over the next five years. I don't care. But I know that I'm never visiting Europe. You couldn't pay me to go. It's bad enough. It's bad enough. It's bad enough I venture into Gainesville, for Christ's sake. So many people still wearing masks on there. They make me sick to my stomach. All right, I'm done. No, that was, that was, I just, that was I, it was a man. good conversation. I just lost it. So no, what are you talking about? That was incredible. Fuck you. That wasn't bad. That was that was wonderful. Oh no, um, I mean, I, I'm just I'm at that point where every time I go on my fuck Europe rant anymore, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna lose my freaking I'm gonna lose my platform at some point. Well, who gives a shit? It was awesome. Well, what I was gonna say is well, one, they are subsidized by the US military. They haven't had to take care of themselves, so they could have these sort of they could do, you know, they could playhouse they could play uh perfect society because the real because what have, you know oh america is america's evil as soon as shit hits the fan they all turn to daddy america and they go right. thank god for those waves of b-52s and abrams tanks well we're just or, or even worse than that tommy now they're like now they now they want their they, they want an independent foreign policy and i'm like good give it to them we don't need nato nato was useless 30 years ago yeah, like they want that. That's what Davos is trying to create with this war in Ukraine. But they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to destroy the United States, what's left of the United States um, uh, credibility on the world stage in the process. Now that I won't stand for. I'm not much of a patriot. Right. I don't have a I don't have a whole lot of love for my my government. I don't even really have a whole lot of love for the myth of America anymore. OK, but I love my community. I love my family. I love my people. And I like and I and I love, you know, and, and I, I love the idea of rebuilding a, a world gone that that's gone wrong. And I'm, but I'm, and I'm going to do so with every erg of my being that I do it truthfully. Mm. Okay. 
And if I have to say, I was ta- I was I was at my local feed store the other day. I was I've told this story before. I turned to my my my, my the, the 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 people who run the feed store, and I'm like, no, we can't barely get any hay right now. Barely getting any freaking goat feed. Can't sell any goats because you know it's been crazy dry and then too then too wet, and no one can afford to feed them. And the feed's twenty dollars a bag, and crappy hay is ten dollars a bale. I, I mean, it's insane the the cost. But I said to every, I said to the people around the store, I'm, so, I'm glad you're still in business. I'll be here. I'm not complaining about the prices at all. I understand. And but we have to start stop thinking about ourselves in terms of country. It's not a country anymore. We live here in this little town in North Florida. Our economy, your economy, matters. Everything that you can source has to come within 50 miles of this place. The feed, the hay, the the, the, the all of it. It has to come from, that's where we have to figure out how to make that work. Otherwise, we're not going to survive. We have to shore up the local food production. We have to make sure that our local farmers that are struggling to, to get you know, proper prices at, the, at auction for their, for their cows, now we give them top dollar. We don't, they don't go to auction to go feed a bunch of uh, ungrateful fucking purple-haired jackasses up in fucking New York in Brooklyn who are going to then turn around turn, then turn around and steal our freaking money from us and tell us that we're bad people. It's the same thing with the fucking Europeans telling us we're bad people. Oh, well, you, you Americans are just so uncouth. And so, well, fuck all of you. You can't feed yourselves. What the fuck, what the fuck are you so, so, so up your own ass about? What have you ever done except start wars with each other? And exterminate each other over over cultural divides. Like, why why am I supposed to care about you people again? Why am I supposed to look at Germans and think that they, they that they've ever contributed anything other than misery to the fucking world? I mean, about the best thing I can say about Germans is their most of their board game designers are good. Like, I, okay, Stefan Feld, I can go with Stefan Feld and Reiner Knizia. Fuck everybody else. Like, I, on balance versus Hitler, I'm like, I'm just not buying it. Or Klaus Schwab. Or Ursula von der Leyen. Oh, fuck that bitch. Like, fuck you people. Like, away at the end of the day, I'm supposed to give a shit? Like, my fucking people ran the world for a thousand years, figured out that it was the worst goddamn job on the planet, and has had a tenuous relationship with government for 1,500 years since then. We have it right. Other than the friggin', other than the mafia in Rome that's that you know thinks the world shouldn't shouldn't advance anymore because they got in bed with fucking Germans and Brits. I will not say what I'm gonna say next. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Noise. I'm done. I said, I, if I keep going, it's going to get really bad. So, I like um, no, this is the problem, and this needs to end. The European Union is the Soviet Union rewritten with, you know, with better makeup. Like that's it, and worse teeth. Because have you ever seen the teeth of Kiefer Hofstadt? Jesus. Like people can't even feed yourself for Christ's sake. And we're supposed to think you're insouciate and wise. Fuck you. You're just a bunch of arrogant Dutchmen. Like, that's it. Like, what else you got? <laughs> oh, 
So what I was going to no, no, I fucking love it, dude. What I wanted to say is, no, I think there actually is like a, there is a way to sort of wrap this up that, that right. does make sense. And to me, it's everything you just said and everything I've said throughout this. I don't think you and I are breaking new ground. I think you and I both have microphones and we have, I have a tiny following. You have a bigger one, but we both have sort of our own cyber communities of people who fall and like we're sort of quote unquote allowed to do this because we don't have to go to the cubicle on Monday and get weird looks from everybody else. But I think what you're seeing right now is more and more people are willing to sort of vocalize these things. And you couldn't do it before when all of big tech made you feel like you were alone. You know, when you, when you're in a football stadium and you see a hundred thousand people all wearing the same Jersey as you, you, you know, you're on this team. Right. But when you're in a cubicle at a soundproof cubicle and you can't see anything else, you don't know if you're one of millions or if you're one of three people. Right. And I think what we're seeing now is it's this sort of this perfect storm that only a supercomputer, only a supercomputer could understand. It's, it's entropy. It's going back towards an equilibrium. Mm -hmm is more and more people are boiling over and talking out about this and more and more. And I think the big, I think the biggest reckoning is going to be this. And it might even, it might, it might almost be unmonumental in monumental. It might be tiny. It might be a, and supposed to this bang. And I think it could come from when it becomes clear how much of the internet is bots and, and, I'll, and I'll explain it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, is, you don't have to go again. No, yeah. I agree. I, th- I think because right now a lot of people have your thoughts, you know, fuck this. They have my thoughts. What the fuck is going on? But they kind of just shut up and put their head down because you go online and it's, well, 90,000 people like this tweet that says that Klaus Schwab's good and four people like this tweet that says the 2020 election is stolen. Well, you know, it's basic human psychology. You know, I don't, I don't right. want to be part of the out crowd. You know, they did that thing that they think like, what, 50% of Joe Biden's followers on Twitter are bots. Oh, yeah, they're bots. I think if they could actually do some sort of purge or clarification, people are going to see where they really stand. Yeah, and I, 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 re- I really think it's going to be something like this. I think Elon Musk is going to start doing some blockchain exit poll or something and be like, like if Elon tweeted right now, who really won the 2020 election? Who, who won the 2020 election? We both know the majority would be Trump. Exactly. I think we're at this tipping point where people are going to, this is the crux of what I'm getting at, is they're realizing they're not alone. They have these Tom Luongo rants in their head, but they go, I can't say that. I can't say that. The reality is, it's like when you say, sorry, I go on a rant and I'm going, no, I agree with everything you're saying. Right. I don't think, I don't think we're unique. I think most people. No, go, I, I yeah. know we're not, I know we're not unique. Yeah. I, I worry about, I, I worry about taking it one step too far and running afoul of obviously the censors. Like I, I like having a platform. Why, why I start to try and pull it back is that I like, I, I, I fully recognize that I can't be the fully unvarnished version of myself that I, everybody would like me to be because, and, and which at times they, they've seen over the last five or five or six years of me doing this. Cause every once in a while it just comes right out and I can't help myself. And then I got to delete the video. And I'm dead serious when I do this, gotcha. because when I say this, because I understand that there are certain things you just can't say if you want to keep a business yeah. and like, okay, well that I, and I also think that at a certain level, and I've explained this as well in the past to say, look, because I've got, gotten on shows and they like, they like opened up with, Hey, let's talk about the Kazari mafia. I'm like, Hey, let's not like, what's the point? So is it going to make you feel good? Cause it's going to get me, it's going to get me banished. 
It's going to, it's going to do away with my, my ability to make a, make a living, continue to do what I'm doing, help people as many, many people as possible and feed my fucking family. So maybe we shouldn't have that conversation. Oh, is that just, but that's going to make you feel good. Like, I don't, you know, this is where the bots come in and then they start attacking you on, on comment threads on YouTube or this mm-hmm. place or that place. Oh, come on, man. Don't, you know, don't shy away from, you know, naming the, the you know, like, what's the point? Is that gonna, just to make you feel good? You can go ahead and do that. You're just some fucking nobody on the internet. Like, I don't need to do that. I don't even think it's worth doing because half the time it's not even correct. Yeah. So what's the point? But we're also freaking angry that it's not hard to get somebody to, to go off on a rant that is like, I think it's safe to say fuck Europe because it's clear that the Europeans have literally embraced Nazism. Yeah. I like, mean, I don't even literally. think it's like, like, I don't even think that's controversial at this point. Yeah. They want like, the boot. They're defending Ukraine and Ukraine is literally there. Aren't we, we took and nurtured the Azov battalion and made it a part of their freaking government and made it the most the, the the most powerful fighting force within the Ukrainian military. Like you can't deny that. You you can try and tell people that, well, no, they you know, they you know, they're not really Nazis. Okay, until you know, hey, well, how about this picture? There's John McCain standing right next to this guy with a fucking swastika in his hand. Maybe Putin's got a point. Just saying. <laughs> like, you know, like this is where I am. Like, I, I, I'm just, I'm done. And I, I, I'd like to have a more nuanced conversation about some of this stuff, but we can't have that anymore because it's, we're now down to just shit flinging monkeys. Okay, fine. We're going to shit. Okay. We're shit flinging monkeys. I'm, I'm slinging shit at Europe. Fun. It told Europe stops slinging shit at everybody else. So Europe stops stealing my money and sh- and slinging it back at me. Like I'm done with it. I don't care. And I'm, I'm I'm done with I'm done with shit libs over here telling me that you know we're all this terribly backwards and we don't have any you know because Florida man is just silly. I'm like yeah, you tried to meme Florida man into it. Have you noticed how they tried to meme Florida man into some kind of like some kind of crazy redneck dude and he turns out to be like the hero of the internet because nine times out of ten when they go oh florida man like tried to wrestle an alligator yeah and he succeeded and he saved and the he, friggin' dog and he butt fucked the alligator and, and he butt fucked the alligator in the process and didn't either one lose the cigar in his mouth or drop his beer or spill his fucking drink yeah, yeah they exactly say, they say florida like, man it's like when they people say an ar-15 is a weapon of war designed to kill yeah and so and, I have it. And you're and like and you're and, and and you're confused by this how? Like, is it any different than an M1 Garand? By the way, that shoots 30 out six, which will fuck you up a hell of a lot more than two two three will. M1 Garand will fucking ruin your day. But in terms of in terms of like Florida, I mean there's a perfect example. I and your to end your children's day and the yeah. guy standing behind him's day. I got to last week, actually the, the night I got my concussion, not related, but I actually got to hang out with uh, Anthony Sabatini at a fundraiser. Right. Got to shoot some like M60s. It was fucking wow. awesome. Yeah, man, you can Florida man him all you want. That motherfucker's coming for you. He's behind DeSantis. Like, I, I got to have dinner with him. That dude could drop of a hat, sat there and talk for 20 minutes, not just on, you know, well, we got to raise taxes here. I mean, dropping down to like the Westphalian, like logic of this world from Plato till now, what is at stake? 
you mm-hmm. can Florida man him all you want. That's right. That that's a guy there's that no, there, there's no the, 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 this is the, the point about Florida man. Like Florida man is freaking awesome. Yeah, and everybody yeah, yeah, realizes yeah. it now. Yeah. Like it's that's hilarious. It. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, but they tried really, really hard. And like you got you guys are living up and you got I know you worldly some some 30 somethings up in fucking Brooklyn think you know things because you have got Google, because you've got the Google. But you don't know anything and you've never been to Florida and you've never. And then when you have come to Florida, what do you do? You you walk around South, you walk around West Palm Beach and think you understand Florida. Like, dude, I'll tell you where you go in Florida. You come to my you come to my neck of the woods. And you and you and you and you spend a week in a cow town like Lake City. Or Old Town. Okay. And then you tell me what you think Florida really looks like. Like, because it doesn't look like, it doesn't look like that feckless shit in the long triangle, uh, the long rectangle down in the East Coast. Okay? Because these are the people that grow the fucking food. These are the people who know how to shoot guns. These are the people who know how to wrestle fucking alligators. These are the people who know how to live with mosquitoes the size of Volkswagens. Fuck you. That's what I have to say. Fuck you. And I'll put us up against you any day of the week and twice on Sunday. And we'll still kick your ass. But, and we'll wait until after church in order to do it. Even if it's a dry county where we're not allowed to drink any beer. Which we have. I know. I lived in Georgia for 15 years. Yeah, I like, you know, I you know, just like it's that time that it's a Sunday. It's just, it, you didn't get your alcohol yesterday. You're shit out of luck. Shit dude. out of luck, you dipshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in closing, I'll say, um, you know, what I feel like right now is we're at this point where because of our because of our technology, it's uh it's Marie Marie Antoinette saying let them eat cake and because of bots they're all saying that's fine with me I like cake and the few people that are going does anyone think that was a little out of touch they're getting shadow banned they're being told to fuck off that's right and then all of a sudden all the bots go away and everyone looks around and goes did she really just say let them eat cake mm-hmm. and there are no bots to say oh put your pitchforks down yes that's what I think we're rapidly approaching. I don't think it's going to be anything new. I think it's going to be the revelation that you're not alone. Yeah. And- no, I, I, and I think the Elon Musk's um, bid to expose Twitter for what it is, uh, even if he doesn't wind up buying the company, I think it's still one of the greatest public services um, that a, a guy can do. And, and, and I don't trust Musk as far as I can throw him. And sure. there's many things about him that I don't, I don't trust, but it doesn't matter. Sure. No one has to be all good or all bad. This is not, we are not nine years old. Okay. It's okay. You're not going to get you know, 100%. Darth Vader the- wore black, but the stormtroopers wore white, by the way. Yeah. You know, don't forget. Yeah. And the, and the Imperial officers all wore gray. Yeah. Oh, by the way, like, yeah. you know, this is, you, you realize, have to realize that the world is far more complicated than you want to give it credit for. You take your wins where you can get them and you reward the behavior you like, and you punish the behavior you do not like, and you ignore the behavior you don't like. This is the first rule of good parenting. And I'm not going to say that I'm a good parent, but I've tried my very best as a parent to do this, to remember those adages when dealing with my daughter. You know, we all make mistakes. We have our, we have our lives, Uh, but that's the basic premise. And that's the way you have to treat your government. It's the way you have to treat everybody around you. So you have to treat your friends and your family and everybody else. 
and you reward the behavior that you want to see more of in the world and you ignore the behavior you do not. And the truth of the matter is, is the best way to deal with the bots on Twitter is to not engage with them and realize that they're far more sophisticated today than they were even three years ago, where mm -hmm. people who are really good at figuring out what, who is and who isn't a bot are like, holy shit, you're good. You're a bot. I've just been just talk talking with a bot for the last 20 minutes. I'm at the point now where anybody who gives me shit on Twitter, I assume is a bot. And if they have less than 100 followers, I block them immediately. Done. I don't care if they have a half a real profile or they don't have a real profile. And if I block people out of, you know, reflexively that are actual real people and you don't like it, well, tough shit. Like this is the world we live in. I, I don't have time to inter interact with bots. I like Twitter. I like to use Twitter because I see it as a very valuable tool. Um, and, you know, and when I want to like converse in an echo chamber with nobody else, I'll go to Gab. I'll go back to Gab. I don't give a shit, but I'm going to stay on Twitter for as long as they're going to allow me to stay there. And I'm going to use it to my advantage to say what needs to be said in my way. And, you know, if I block a few people who aren't bots, well, oh well, life's a bitch. That's, you know, that's the way, that's the way life is. Next time, do a better job of, of interacting. Because if you, because I don't have to, I'm not here to argue with you on Twitter and to try and win an argument. If anybody thinks that Twitter is there for argumentative purposes, you're out of your mind. It's not there for that at all. It's there to broadcast how much of an asshole you are to the rest of the world and get people to go, yeah, he's my asshole. I like that asshole. I don't like that asshole. I'm going to curate that asshole's content and not that asshole's content. Cool. It's the way it's supposed to work. And everything else about Twitter is irrelevant, completely irrelevant. It is not a, it is not a dopamine um, injection system. That's what they want it to be. Don't use it that way. Use it as a means by, oh yeah, it should, you should inject your own dopamine into the world. I just said something horrible and, hor and horrendous and evil. Awesome. And I didn't get banned. Winner. We need more of that in the world and less of everything else. Because that's what the essence of that's what the essence of free speech is. As long as it's not untruthful and as long as it's not really hurtful. Yeah. And uh, that's the way it needs to be. And we all need to, you know, a lot more Lenny Bruce, a lot less, I don't know, who are the I don't even know even pick up decent fucking comedian today. Is there one? Tim Dillon. What's that? Tim Dillon. I mean, no, pick a bad one. I, I give me a give me a milk toast one, you know. And uh, and there's so many of them. Like, oh, sorry, a little bit more Lenny Bruce, a lot less fucking Stephen Colbert. Oh, that cock sucking soulless. Uh, he's a fucking freak. That guy. What that a fucking guy, faggot that guy. Is. That guy. That guy went to the Bavarian castle. That guy went to the. That guy went to the guys with the goat masks and said, I want to be a comedian. And they said, do you know how much this castle costs? This castle costs, you know. You're going to plug the vaccine to millions of people. Do you know how much this fucking mRNA depopulation yeah. plan cost us? You're going to go back it's, to that stage and you are going to read the Illuminati script, you motherfucker. You're not going to be a comedian. It's the old Bill Hicks routine. You So... <laughs> Is an angle back the again, eh? Yeah. Suck Satan's cock. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that's where we need to be. It's Bill Hick. They bring you into the back room and they show you an angle of this Bruder film that you've never quite seen before. And they say, any questions? And you go, what's my agenda? Back into the left. Back into the left. Back into the left. <laughs> See, that more more Bill Hicks, less Steve. More Bill Hicks. Oh, yeah, Fucking I know. Diary, diarrheal one. Um, 
So in conclusion, I am optimistic. Yeah, I am. I think the system, we can't get a hundred percent of this one chemical product, but you also can't get zero percent. There's the system wants a certain amount of just what it is at rest. And I think we're going to have it. And it's, I think it's going to manifest itself in a way that you and I can't imagine I don't I, know what it will be. I, I don't, I, I can't predict it. And I think you're right. And I'm happy for, to not predict what's going to happen next. Um, yeah. Just know that um, what's coming, they don't have any control over. Yeah. And, um, and unfortunately their attempts to control it are what's going to cause most of the damage. So do your best to just, you keep as much of your head down as possible while, you know, being as Bill Hicks as you can. Like it's, it's <laughs> you know, you got to just walk that line. Yeah. Yeah. Find so, God and you'll be good. It'll all be good. I'm not worried right, about it. I should be, but my, uh, my brain's broken. Um, I think this is the first conversation I've had where I just realized just how much this concussion's handicapping me. I was yeah. searching for words and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, no, that's hard. It's gotta be hard. I've never had a concussion and you yeah, have my neither. sympathies. Um, no, yeah, it was uh, self-inflicted as alcohol and gravity. It's my own fault. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Yeah. I mean, I played football. I did all sorts of stupid stuff and you know, I've got, I've, I've been, I, I've been knocked in the head in martial arts enough times that I should have had a concussion here or there, but I don't think I ever have had one, but, um, um I, feel, I feel like a full on retard wearing these Ray Charles. But I, I can tell you that the, just, just the stamina of being able to deal with this post COVID and whatnot has been also really difficult, but Tommy, I've got to run, man. I'm, yeah, I know. I know you do. I know you lose, longer I'm, than I'm I said. lose my mind here. In, in, no, in the, in the absolutely. Second. Dude, you're fucking awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I'll put all the links to your stuff in the description. As always, I'll email you this episode when it's up. Everybody go follow him on Twitter. All that good shit. Speak your mind. More Bill Hicks, less Stephen Colbert. God bless everybody.